Don't want to keep you here forever. Yeah. All right, ready? Ready. How long do you think you have? Um, so we have like at least 40 minutes or something. Oh, 40 perfect. 40 minutes would be right. cool. Yeah, I just got to be out of here at like 10, 25, 10, 30, something like that. Sweet. Can you, say something, uh, can you say something like really mean to us so we can get a good clip right now? <laughs> How dare you not laugh at all of my reels? <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Counterculture Podcast. We are here with Miss Bunny Crossfitter herself. Rebecca Fusier. Is that how you yeah. say your last name? Fusilet. You were Fusilet. close, close. Fusilet. Fusilet, okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Rebecca, for anybody that's watching this, how would you describe yourself? What do you do? Who are you and why should people give a shit? Oh my gosh. Wow, that's a loaded question just right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> um, I'm a little bit of a weirdo because I like to be a little bit serious at some times and take my goals and my dreams in the CrossFit world very serious and just not even just in the CrossFit world just anything that I want to do yeah. along with trying to be more lax have fun enjoy life always trying to find the balance of that so you'll catch me one moment of just like dead serious and in the other moment I'll be like happy go lucky don't don't take life so serious and everything so a little bit of a weirdo going back and forth for sure <laughs> yeah. okay cool so, hey, we, we looked at your page last night. You do a lot of really funny shit, but I also do see the seriousness side come out. Where do you, okay, when on your page, how do you try to draw that line or how do you try to like differentiate between the two things? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. yeah, totally. And it's literally anything I feel that day. Okay. It's it's the roller coaster of life. I think that everyone deals with that needs to be shown on social media a little bit more of yes, we do have some really high highs that are awesome. Training's going well. Uh, we're having fun. We're shooting fun content and everything. And then there's the other side of things where if you have big goals and big dreams and everything, you have to get down, get a little dirty, get a little gritty. Some days are not as pretty. Uh, so whenever I post it, some days it's all funny yeah. other days it's not so much and I try to just keep it real like yeah. that mm -hmm. so where did you obviously you're okay so she is a CrossFit Games athlete mm -hmm. you've been how many times I went two years as a teenager in 2016 and 2017 then had to work my way back up when I was in the adult division and I made my debut in 2022 as an individual sweet so I'm so I'm super curious of like the mindset and how people actually get in the zone of like wanting to become a CrossFit athlete, mm -hmm. a games athlete, right? Mm -hmm. um, or just a professional athlete in general. Where does where does that mindset come from? You come from for you. Where did you kind of get that work ethic from? Uh, I've always been a competitive athlete before this competitive gymnastics, which is already like a very tough like time-consuming sport where you're just doing a lot of strength conditioning and beating yourself up a little bit so there's a part of me that's been trained to enjoy that and I think it just fits my personality of just give me something a, ch a hard challenge to do and I think anyone who's just done CrossFit in general whether you're competing at the highest level or whether you're trying to use it for health and fitness it's you can say it's very very hard and it kind of stays hard because you keep pushing yourself to new extremes new uh, red lines new boundaries and everything so a little bit of just my background but also the mindset of just 
I want to try to do hard things. I, I, I want to do that. Sure. Yeah. What's also interesting about you is that you're not just a, an athlete. Like, you're a business owner. You're a content creator. So I can imagine that balancing that whole life, all three of those, like, hats, right, has got yeah. to be pretty difficult. Yeah, it, it totally is. Um, I think that's my biggest challenge when it comes to all of this is there are so many things I want to do and so many things I want to get better at that – I'm always joking, like, give me more hours in the day. Give me more hours in the day. And I hate sleep. <laughs> so those are the things that get me in trouble the most. Why do you hate sleep? Because there's so many things I want to do and I just need more hours to get them done. How, how but, much do you sleep? Oh, not enough. It's like, uh, there are some, more, some days where we get out of the gym at like 7.30 p.m. And then I'm up coaching the 5 a.m. class. What time so. do you go to bed at night? Oh, man. I been trying to hit may trying to hit 10 p.m trying to hit 10 p.m but it's not fun when you have to wake up at 4 a.m for oh <laughs> for the 5 a.m well, class the next day 23 yeah she doesn't need sleep yeah you don't need sleep immune. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're doing all this strength training and everything i mean i get myself in trouble sometimes yeah, my yeah. body's like oh <laughs> yeah that's a lot old, what's it like like so We've been impressed with some people lately with the work ethic, right? Like DJ Polly D right there is a freaking workhorse. But 23 years old. When I was 23 years old, I was not running a business and making a bunch of content and um, and trying to be a professional athlete. Can you guess what I was doing at 23 years old? Were you a party animal? I was just party yeah, party Every animal. Day. Drug addict. Like, no. I'm just kidding. I was a PA at 23. You were. I, I mean, I ran a oh, no. actually at 23. I was in PA school. I, I graduated when I was 24, so. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's that's a that's a long journey, yeah, right? Like 23 yeah. is. Yeah. I was okay at 23. Like, <laughs> I was partying, PA but. Is, like, is that long? Like, that's pretty long. It can get pretty long. Um, four years undergrad and then two years master's. Mm -hmm. But I went straight through. So I graduated college and then I started PA school within like she three weeks. hustled for a long time. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. 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 I but. feel like when you're 18... 17 you think that like 22 24 is like when you get your life together and shit and like no one actually does that except for people like you guys um <laughs> well that's a funny thing is i think people look at my page and look at what i do and everything and i joke all the time i'm like i think people think i have my my shit together and I'm like, I don't think anyone does. So no, it's definitely not yeah. me. It's not me. So yeah, well, you guys think that. <laughs> I agree. Nobody has their shit together, right? No one. Every, like I say all the time, I'm just, I'm guessing all the time. Mm -hmm. like, my business does well now after I got rid of two business partners. But um, I'm always guessing. I never know what the next thing is. I just know what I feel like and how I feel I should do things. But at 23 years old, I think that's a really crazy perspective to have. And like, it's, it's pretty... It's interesting to say that you're an athlete plus a business owner plus you create content. You're just like seemingly pushing forth through everything. How do you, at 23 years old, what are your peers doing? What are your friends doing? People you grew up with? Um, so I, I live the gym life, right? Um, I get to see basically my friends are the folks that show up to our gym. And actually just recently, it's funny because Matt, my husband in the um I mean, we own the gym together and work together every day. We've been trying to push ourselves out of the gym more and, like, spend time outside of the gym, which is hard because it wears you down a little bit. But our good friends, like, we get to see them every day at our workplace. So how, how awesome is that? Like, you get to see your good friends every single day at your workplace and everything. But we do try to get outside the gym and everything. So it's a little bit of just, like, 
that like that that's my life is I see my friends at the gym and then when I'm done working I go home and sleep yeah like that's that's what it's all about it's just the hustle it's it's the hustle of the gym life yeah I mean <laughs> do you I guess do you did you always love that type of lifestyle or yeah did you like do you have friends still from like high school like um so I was all, I mean, my gymnastics background kept me homeschooled. Like, I was very competitive in gymnastics. So that kept me homeschooled. And the only time I was in public school was high school. So I had some friends, but then they moved away for college and everything. But I was, always, I was still doing CrossFit through high school. So it's still the folks that we have at the gym are, like, my people that, are, that I've grown up with and, and everything. And we've stayed there. So that's how it's kind of rolled. Okay, yeah. got it. How are you... How are you balancing or managing or trying to balance work, training, all that? Because you're up at 4.30. Are you there, working class at there, 5? There, we have one class that starts at 5. So there is at least one day, sometimes two times a week, depending on our coaching schedule, that I'm up that early. And then Matt has the other early mornings. So uh, it's all just structuring out the day. You have to stay organized. That's why sometimes when we come to events like this and everything, it it's fun to get out of the routine. I think I told you guys this. It's fun to get out of the routine, but it's also a little bit nerve-wracking because everything that I do is kind of like planned out, and I'm the person that'll put more than enough on their plate that if something gets moved around, I'm like, ugh. Like, it's hard to get back on track, but I mean, I'm, I'm trying to learn to take that with a grain of salt and just be like not so hard on yourself in life. Like, just roll with the punches and be ready to adapt just like we do in workouts and everything, so. Do you think, like, I was going to just ask if you guys had other coaches or if it's just you and Matt. Yeah, we have a good... So Matt and I are the only full-time coaches at our gym. All of our other coaches have, like, other professions, but they love to coach on the side. So we actually have a good team with us, um, but we are the only full-time coaches. So we have the majority of the classes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I forgot what I was going to ask you. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, you're good. Um... When, when did you and Matt meet? So I've been at CrossFit Bolt has been open since 2011. I started there at 2013, and he's been coach and helping me um, just kind of chase my dreams and follow, like, everything that I wanted to do in this, um, this world, just through the gym and everything. So 2013, and then I really started hustling hard at the gym when I graduated high school. Okay. What yeah. flipped that switch for you that made you want to become like a real legit athlete? I started competing really early and I thought I could be just having the background that I did and then having the just mindset that I did that I love to just hurt in the world of CrossFit and everything and do workouts like that. I've always known I wanted to compete really hard and be one of the top athletes in it, but it wasn't until I decided, hey, I'm going to ride this crazy roller coaster of not go to college I'm going to invest all in on this because it just feels like the right thing and where I want to be and need to be so after high school I was like I'm all in on this this life not only competing but running a gym and and living that gym life and I was like this this is where I'm supposed to be I really felt like that so you were running a gym at 18 too so I really started getting in so Matt was like pretty much by him himself and running the gym by himself all before that and then I just wanted to learn I thought when I was really really young when you were like 
when probably like I was 13, 14, 15, just the little kid with big dreams. I'm going to own my own gym and everything. And it's crazy where life takes you. And now I'm just still a part of the gym that I grew up at and everything. So um, when I got graduated high school, I was like, learning more of the back end of the gym and how it works and really helping out Matt and just got us to where we are today, which it's the gym is busier than it's ever been. So that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Thank you. So I think what's really cool that I'm hearing too, is that you are a kid with dreams and you're still a kid with dreams. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody still needs to be a kid with dreams. Yeah. Like but it's, it's really easy, like, especially in the world that we live in to get caught up and be like, ah, fuck it. I'll put them on hold. Or like we were talking yesterday where a lot of people get complacent, right? And they just like, they're like, okay, the athlete thing might seem cool when they're 18. They're like, but I'm gonna go to college because it's a safe thing to do. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go do that, I'm gonna get a job and then I'll chase my dreams after. And it like never happens because mm -hmm. they just get complacent. They're like, oh, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. I think that people mix up happiness and complacency together because like this isn't hard, so it must be good. Mm -hmm. So 13, you have this dream to become a big athlete on the gym and all that stuff. How did you, how were you able to like hold on to the dream and keep it real? Keep the fire lit, Rebecca. I, I think, you know, I have to, I feel very lucky as it is. I know a lot of it is just, I've always worked hard at what I wanted to do. I, I just love to work. That's, that's part of my personality and everything. I think my, my family's like that. Uh, my dad's really, he's, um, grew up in the medical field and everything, but he was always had this like side of him that was an entrepreneur and does what he wants and, and chases down like crazy things. Like just recently at, at 50, I don't even know when he started, but mid mid it, in his 50s getting his pilot's license and everything. So it's a little bit of craziness like that and everything. But I've also been blessed to be around people that have always encouraged me. My family's always encouraged me. The CrossFit community, the gym that I grew up in, they were always like very encouraging and, and felt like they always gave me hope to like keep pushing on and, and it, it always always just encouraged me and it, it left me like feeling unstoppable a little bit. So I owe a little, a lot of it to them. And then just, I just trust a lot of hard work. I know if I always tell myself this, I was like, if there's one thing I can control, it's how hard I work. Yeah. That's it. Everything else is going to happen the way it, it's supposed to. And as long as I stay in the grind and work hard and make sure it's something I truly want to do, I think it'll all end up the way it should. So your did your parents ever like want to push you to go to college or were they all okay they did yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah they were so they weren't it was more like not straight to my face but as I when I grew up a little bit and things started settling into place they were like oh yeah we we're a little bit freaked out <laughs> yeah a little bit freaked out but I have a big family I have three other siblings uh, my older siblings went to college and everything and I just told them like I knew that wasn't for me I wasn't gonna be the party animal I wasn't gonna be I just didn't there was nothing that felt like I should have been there. It really wasn't, I think, getting away from the gym and getting away from those feelings like I wanted, I really, really wanted to be in the gym life. It was gonna make me unhappy. And my parents know me, they're like, Rebecca's just a plain old hard worker. I'm not, I joke all the time, I don't think I'm the most talented athlete. I don't think I'm the most talented at any which thing, but if I wanna be good at it, I'll work hard at it and long enough to where I can make something of it. So they trusted that, and I'm thankful that they did. What, 
like was that conversation hard to have with your parents though? Um, they so I say I didn't go to college, but I did a year and a half of community college okay. in the local area, and they saw me working hard at that. But it was just, it was not getting me to anything that I knew I was going to be in the future. So when I told them, hey, I'm going to pause classes for a semester and just prove how how hard I was going to work and how I was going to start putting things in place that I wanted to do, they could start seeing the same vision that I had. And I mean, I, I'm the person that will work till, it, till they die if it doesn't work out. Like, I'll, I'll keep working at it. So... Okay, so what was, the, what was the thing that you were telling your parents so that you were going to work hard for? Oh, I just wanted to invest in the gym in Bolt, and, uh, which is our gym in, in Dallas, and just do more there, not from just coaching. Like, I started hustling hard on some personal training and everything, uh, which really helped me get into a little bit more financial stability because, like, you're as a young kid you're like just trying to figure out how to make money like what am I going to do with my life and everything and it's when you start out it's just like how do you make money and everything and I was like where where is the big money in in fitness and everything and it, it, it's things like personal training really encouraging people to just get healthy not even just CrossFit it wasn't just coaching CrossFit classes because those aren't those aren't, that's not everything. That's what I really enjoy doing. But it was also like getting individualized, getting into personal training and nutrition and stuff like this. Um, so I started hustling hard on that as well as learning how to run a small business. Sure, yeah. So it was like hands-on education, which is what I need. I'm not a bookworm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I needed the hands-on stuff. <laughs> I'm the same way. Like if you throw me in and I get the experience from it, I'm going to learn way more than just like reading the book. Or mm -hmm. if I read the book, I also need to like put it to practice right away so I can see how it translates to the real, mm -hmm. the real world. Mm -hmm. I also feel like there's a whole other piece of this that you haven't talked about, which is your social media. Oh, yeah. Like do you do all your editing? and? Yes. Uh, yeah. See, that's a lot too because yeah. – Yes. I see that with him and all the editing. That's where I probably lose the most sleep. <laughs> it's like editing takes forever. It's so fun. It's shooting the content. Easy. It's easy. Yeah. Editing. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you all know this from all the podcast and yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. But your your edits are, are way more difficult than the podcast because it's actually interactive. Like you're acting and you're like setting up different angles. You got to make sure mm -hmm. that it like connects and it clicks. Because what okay, what I really fucked with on your videos, <laughs> and I'm not just saying this like blow smoke. You actually you do real cuts like cinematic cuts where it's on beats or like uh -huh. on the snare uh -huh. or something. I'm like. Oh, Rebecca's got some creative uh -huh. in her. I don't know what, where that came from. It was just like <laughs> a vision. If I have a vision in my head, I'm like, this is the way I want it to look. Yeah. And this is how. So this is another funny thing is I do have a professional media dude. Yeah. I call him the media dude. This Gerard with Compete Media. And he does like, you can tell. You can. You can. You can tell which. I mean, which things are done with professional cameras and everything and not my phone. Yeah. Um, but the first time I started getting into, like, doing my audios, doing um, just different angles and everything, and he goes, how many shots did you take? I go, I don't know. I just had a, had a vision in my head, and I was like, this angle, this angle, this angle. He's like... When do you when do you do this? I'm like in between lives and everything. <laughs> really? Yeah, in between sessions. That's Sometimes I'll I'll video all of my lifts and get them at different angles and then use it later for something. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's because, perfect. Yeah. Everything is content. Oh yeah, everything. That's why uh, I was joking yesterday that I had my tripod in my bag and yeah. I'm like, 
the influencer girl around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, what's you got to cool. own it, though. Yeah. You gotta, yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. own it. You do. You do. Yeah. Yeah. What's cool is, like, you're a legit athlete. You're not some broccoli-haired kid in, like, uh, <laughs> gold's gym carrying his It's a balance, but even in the sport, this is what's crazy. In this sport, you beat yourself up mentally because you're pushing so hard in workouts. And that that's just, like how it is that's how the sport rolls is you're doing nasty workouts and burnout is like the thing i'm most scared of but i think balancing doing all of this other stuff keeps me so balanced and level-headed and being like my life is not this crossfit workout yeah it's other it, it's going to be other things too well, when you're when when you're done whatever that means or whenever that is right you're yeah. gonna have more things to fall back on too right like I see a lot of these athletes, I know we said we weren't going to talk much about CrossFit, but I see a lot of these athletes where I'm like, okay, so what happens when your career is done? What happens when you're not competing anymore? Like, um, Mal O'Brien, I think, has done a really good job at becoming like a personality too, you know? Like, she's just somebody who has these huge sponsorships. I can't even imagine what her contracts look like, but I don't think that she'll ever get dropped because she is also a personality, not just an athlete. Same thing for you. Mm -hmm. I think when you like you get like a huge Nike deal or something like that too they're gonna be like well we're never dropping Rebecca because until she's 50 she's gonna be funny and she's gonna make some funny stuff on the internet yeah there's gonna be other things rather than just being an athlete and I mean I've literally talked to Matt about that I go the day I retire from competing because I've been competing my whole life we have to be ready so I don't lose my sanity (laughs) I mean and that's real that's you see a lot of pro athletes go through that yeah of just when their sport is over, they're like, "Oh shoot, what's next? This is all I knew." Like, yeah. yeah, I think it's I think it's great. Like, I know your day to day life is hectic and hustling, but you have to have something outside of CrossFit. Yeah, you know. So, how old were you when you got married? You're so young. We got married this year, so 23. Oh, nice. Yeah. How long have you guys been together? Um, we, I mean, for you got that story, but we started dating in 20. 18 late 2018 yeah yeah has he been like a real integral like part of your life as as far as like teaching you how to run a business and balancing all the different oh my gosh yeah yes and it's funny because like i said before matt was doing this a lot on his own so i think when we came together and really started i helped him he was taking care of the gym, right? And he's such a sweetheart, love on everyone, pour everything he has into everyone, that it's it's what he, the foundation that he built with the community and everything is unbreakable. But the business side of it didn't start happening until he had two brains to like work, work on this. So I kind of helped him like grow the gym and the business side. But the thing is, is we're still learning together. Yeah. That's why we're still babies and trying to like create this small business and make it into something, something bigger. And as far as like my athletic career, of course, Matt's an incredible coach, incredible programmer. Has He's a your coach? Yeah, has a gift for programming, and I mean, I think it's it's next to none. So. What I'm a little bit biased, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, got a gift for it. What are like? What are some of the pieces that you believe that you brought to the table with him for business? I'm mean. mean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's what people don't get. As I'm, I'm a say it to your face person, yeah. and you need a little bit of that, especially when you love 
your clientele in the CrossFit community. And that's the biggest hurdle we always go back and forth on is I, I love you. You're my, you're our friends. Like we want to take care of you. We're one big family in here, but it's a business. Like it's, it's got to make money. Yeah. It's got to make money. And that's been our, that's always going to be our hardest challenge is taking care of the people, but also making sure the gym is getting what it needs to, to do. So keeping the standard there of being like, guys, this is how it's got to roll. So what yeah. are like some of the obstacles that you saw or the challenges that you saw with that? For example, for me, with one of my business partners, our, our biggest thing was money. Like with one of them, I was like, Dude, you can't give people free fucking months. Like, you can't do shit like that it's like just that. because they're your friends. It's you know, like, like that. We have to make money. And if they're your friend, they're, they should want to support you and not miss a payment by accident or whatever right. it is. Is that is, is a similar thing? That's, that's exactly what it is. And we, I'm especially Matt in his early years and everything, and we still do it, like, bend over backwards for your people. Yeah. Like, if you just are honest with us and say even say hey I'm struggling with this like that's what the gym is for it's yeah. it's a safe place where we can come work hard and but we always want it to be there and if it's not getting what it needs to be there then none of us are gonna have it and it, it's little things like that like collecting payments is literally the hardest thing and the most uncomfortable thing you have to do but I'm like guys like having the money, the money talk yeah yeah it, it's like that and then um, it's a small business, so it goes through its ups and downs and just learning how to ride the waves and take risks where you want to. Matt's um, more, I would say, is more conservative than me. Like, I'll, I'll, we're both very, like, not big spenders and stuff like that, but you got to be able to take some risks sometimes and, and kind of working together and be like, where do we want to kind of invest our money and our time, and is it is it worth it to try to push it forward and everything? So. So little things like that. How much has your uh, your athletic career helped the business? Does that translate at all? I used to be like, uh, like try to stay low key and very humble about it and everything. Um, but over the past few years, it's actually a mixture, like social media, what it looks like. Yeah like athletic career and what we've done on social media because I try to make all my content very useful to people, not just post use, like useless content out there, make you laugh, coaching videos, training videos, all this other stuff. So over the years, it has definitely brought lots of drop-ins in, lots of visitors in, and lots of people putting, uh, it put Bolt on the map a little bit in, in Texas. So um, that's been something we're proud of because we have worked really hard. I used to be like, uh... I don't think it's done too much, but it's definitely something to be proud of. Yeah, it's a lot of hard sure. work. It's a lot of hard work. So, okay, I just have, like, one more thing that I kind of want to touch on with you. Because yesterday you had mentioned something about um, haters or doubters in the space. Right? Oh, he's trying to get my mean side out of me. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, don't, I don't care about that at all. I, what, what do you think is, like, what's the, what's the number one critique that, like, hits you in the gut? You're like, fuck you. Um, there's kind of two things. Well, the biggest thing that people see based on like what the little bit that you can see on social media is that I'm not taking, Okay. yeah, the biggest thing that it, it, you see a smidge of everything that I do on social media, right? It's like, you see this much of people's lives. Um, and people think I don't take 
one side seriously enough. And we talk about balance and everything and doing all that. Uh, but people say she's not serious enough to be a CrossFit Games athlete again. And um, that, that really like just lights a fire and everything yeah. and I'm like guys it's just balance it shows that I'm having fun with what I do and it's keeping me in a positive mindset and everything and the other thing with that goes into my competitive CrossFit career is I'm probably the smallest games athlete in the most recent years that that's there so my stature my size has always been like oh she's not going to be strong enough but a, a big part of my story and what I want to tell other people is dude we're all just human beings and you have the ability to work hard and work with what you got and you can make the most out of that and don't let little things like that limit you because I mean you can literally do whatever you want as long as you're willing to work for it so so people will say I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit too small <laughs> I'm a little bit too small to be a, a be competitive at the games but I'm like hey if I can do it and other people can do it, like all you gotta do is work hard and just yeah. Yeah. keep going. Yeah, I mean, for it. number one, like, who, like, who gives it? Like, why do people give a shit so much? Whether whether you're serious enough for their opinion of like going to the games? Right? Well, I ask I ask that all the time. Like, it's almost like they are more butthurt about it than you could be. I like to just think they're bought in. They're bought into yeah. the story. Maybe they're a little bit of a hater, but that that helps me. Do you like me. the hate? I don't, I wouldn't say I, I like it, but everybody's got emotions that they deal with and learning how to channel all of those emotions into the most encouraging thing, that's all you can do, right? Yeah, for sure. That's the world of social media. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I think there's a lot of good in it and a lot of people don't like to deal with that. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to try to find the good and the encouraging sides of it. How much of you is actually fueled by the, the naysayers, the doubters? Not as much as people want to think. Yeah. People want to say like, like, it makes me so mad, and that's that's what's motivating me. No, what's motivating me is this is what I want to do. Yeah. And I think that's the healthy side of it. Gotcha. And there will be fuel to the fire by other comments and, how, uh, and haters and doubts and everything. But that's, like, just a little bit extra boost. I think if you're doing this, especially in this sport, and wanting to hurt as bad as you do in this sport, it's got to be something you want to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's something that actually I didn't really come to terms with as of, until as of late. Where I was like, I love, I, I loved, hated the haters. Where I'm like, I gotta prove everybody wrong about certain things, and I'm like, man, that's exhausting. Actually. It is. Like yeah. trying to think about that, and like, like you said, being passionate about it and realizing, you know, I'm motivated because I really love this thing is a lot more motivating, and will probably have more longevity to it because you're not burnt out by constantly being like, I gotta do one more set because this fucking person said whatever. Yeah. It could be set back or whatever, you know. So. Yeah. That's cool, dude. Well, hey, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Do you have anything that you want to plug to our way less followers than yours? <laughs> oh, but they're different followers. I mean, this yeah. is why I, I love jumping on and meeting different folks with different podcasts and everything. But uh, no, you can just find anything that I do on most of what I do is on Instagram at Rebecca Fuselet. It's just my name. And then from there, you can find I have a YouTube channel where we do podcasts and other fun coaching tips and uh, coaching training videos, vlogs. So the hub is Instagram and then you can find everything from there. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. Three with questions. That, yeah, yeah. With that, I'm going to leave Heather with asking you the last three questions of the podcast. Okay. Are you ready? So yeah, this yeah. this <laughs> is scared. gonna be non CrossFit related. Okay. So what is your so I know we're at the end of twenty twenty three, but for twenty twenty four or within the next twelve months, what is your biggest goal 
outside of CrossFit because I already know your CrossFit goal for next year. Oh yeah, <laughs> we know that one. It's always just make, make the CrossFit the game. games, <laughs> and that's what that's what everyone knows, right? Um, no, I want a non-CrossFit <sighs> goal. So, business-wise and branding-wise, because this is how my brain runs. It's always like business, branding, sports, yeah. athletics, oh, yeah. the gym. Um, I did say I wanted to make six figures. Uh, through branding and sponsorships. Nice. So that's by just me, not through the gym or anything like that. I did want to do that because I am a little bit of a hustler entrepreneur on the side. Um, I did write down that I wanted to buy my, so you guys learned that I bought a car. That was, it's it's not a car. (laughs) So I wanted to buy my new car and make it my first big financial purchase. Uh, We went really big. So I actually hit that goal right before 2024 (laughs) and ended up with a giant Hummer. (laughs) So we can check mark that one. It's like a check mark and a half with how how big it is and everything. Um, That's the license plates are coming. (laughs) That's amazing. So that was my family and they're all in on it too. So guys, just have fun with it, whatever you yeah. do. And other than that, it's just like, understand my priorities. Like my relationship with Matt is always first and foremost, cause that's what, what fuels everything. So making more time for us is, I know we'll pour into all the buckets that we're, we're trying to fill up, you know? So this might be hard to answer. I think the second portion of it, we know the answer, but we always ask, what are you willing to sacrifice to reach those goals? That is, um, or that goal. I guess that is hard for me personally for me because I'm always like just adding things to my plate all the time. Um, what would I sacrifice? Here, I'll answer it this way. I want to get better at saying no. Okay. To, uh, and this is kind of an honest, hard thing that I think a lot of people go through is just like trying to please everyone and we're people pleasers and it's almost like saying no to other things that don't pour into the the moments that whether it's like I've always as an athlete I've always said no to things like additional like partying hanging out outside of the gym but it's also like I don't I don't know if it's prioritizing what is really going to fit into my goals and not being afraid to say no to, I don't know, just miscellaneous, like people pleasing things. Yeah. Yeah, That's, I know that I can't get too specific with that, but it's just those moments where I feel obligated to do something. I think because you have such big goals and everything, like I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but yeah. And I think we all go through that for sure. Sacrifice the people, the people pleasing. Yeah. Yeah. And then the follow-up question, which I think you kind of already touched on, is what are you not willing to sacrifice? (laughs) Relationship. Yeah. That's first and foremost. Uh, That's everything to me. And then uh, anything that I am not willing to sacrifice my personal goals and dreams uh, because that's who you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly who you are, and you can't give that up. Love it. Awesome. Well, hey, Rebecca, thanks so much for being on the pod. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, maybe one day we'll get a ride in your Hummer. Um, yeah, we're going to bring it to competition, so <laughs> we'll just be lugging people around in there. That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, we, well, when yeah. we come for the CrossFit Games this year, since you guys live right there, we'll I drop know. into your gym and know if you're there or not based it's on your crazy. It's like 20, 30 minutes, like the oh. Dickies Arena. Yeah, from yeah. us. Yeah. 
It's well, crazy. She won't be there at all. She'll be yeah, she'll be training. Be that's that's the plan. So it'll actually be parked at Dickie's Arena, probably. That, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That like that's gonna be the crazy thing is we're getting the gym plans ready to go because I know we're gonna have lots of visitors, lots of uh, people dropping in, and we're we're planning on making it a big open gym. Like I have um, once you guys there friends um, that owned Big Dane. I don't know if you went there when the I Dane's heard of it. Medicine. So my fr- I have they're good friends from college and they own it and they're gym it blew up while the games were in madison yeah it's it's gonna be we're excited for that a little a little bit scared but (laughs) excited a lot of activations there like are there gonna be brands that come and set up um i haven't talked to any of like my my current sponsors or anything or anything i know we're gonna keep it pretty open and we just gotta help our get our coaching staff organized and be like hey guys we're gonna we're going to have to... They're going to come. They're, they're going to come uh, to you. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit crazy, <laughs> but it's going to be crazy in the most awesome way yeah. ever. So we'll definitely be letting folks know like what's going on at Bolt. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, good luck at WADA. Good luck during the open season. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having me. Like, subscribe, do all that. Uh, follow on Instagram. You guys know what to do. Thanks for watching. <laughs> that was awesome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, yeah. It's like chilly right here. Is that just because the door is open on the other side of here? Oh, it was, it was like so cold last cold. night. Yeah, it's because the door is wide open over here. Can I get a little
honest to God, that's me. Okay, I did. You're not an oversized girl? These are, these well, do run pretty, colors, then. they're medium, this is medium, but it okay. runs pretty small. I think, okay, yeah, yeah, I have yeah. a medium. I love it, thank you. No, but I'm only competing individual at Wanapalooza, so I compete Thursday, oh, what about Friday. Pat? We should give your husband. What size is it? Usually an XL, but if they no, I do. an XXL, they're kind of. Um, so comfort colors, you'll see you do XL comfort colors. So I have that one, or I have a purple one, I think. So this one. Is your media dude coming with you to Wada? Or yes, this one? Will be there. Is XL? That's the part. Or there's. Really? We should probably ask him to be on. Those yeah. run small though. Yeah. <laughs> nope. This is this is the biggest XL. Okay. We'll have to get him an XXL. Yeah. Yeah. I want to take one. We'll, we'll bring one for him at Watt. Yeah. We yeah. have like new designs ones. coming. Yeah. Too, so. But I'll be competing Thursday, Friday, and hopefully be in Mentor Village all around Saturday. Cool. Okay, cool. Um, catch up. Yeah. 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 We'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Maybe we can help you with some content. I know you have your media guy coming, but if you need help or whatever, Yeah, it's, it'll be a good time. He's going to definitely, I mean, we always plan to get really good competition footage just because that's, I mean, the big part. Yeah. And then, you got any critiques for the pod? No, I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. There have been some where I'll hop off. Well, those are mostly the season ones where I'm like, we want to Did we really need to do that? Yeah. Awesome. Cool. You guys are doing good. Great. Thank you. And then, um, hey, we try to be respectful of people's posting schedules, too. And um, you, you don't have to at all. But we might, like, request collabs, too. Yeah. But it just doubles as tags, too. So if you don't want to... I'm going to do one literally probably every day and say the thing is. I know you're not going to accept them all. So don't feel bad. Don't people please me. No, yeah. I'll, 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 no I'll do a healthy dose of sharing. Cool. But I think yeah. that that's... I mean, I do it all the time. I'm just like, tag. Don't expect any, like, repost or anything. Yeah. But there should be a healthy balance. Just like, hey, this is out there. Yeah. You can go check it out. But yeah. don't, like, before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, with that content. We appreciate you. Alright, I'm gonna go. Sign hey, good luck to you guys. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a great day. I'll see you guys. See you. Thank you so much.